0: OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be we talking about the books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Micky's got the creepiest news from books to TV the movie reviews plus the next toy baby here we you choose even the superhero fight club we usually lose so pop in those earbuds turn up those speakers feel my power earth you with features neither listen while weak feel you can binge us we got it all, baby are there ninjas so relax a lot back as we start another issue of fireside chats comment facts and cracks. welcome to the show this is
1: fireside chats
0: hello, hello hello welcome to another issue of fireside chats i'm your host Benty, and with me is well Mauer. Beep you. I mean, Mauer.
1: Beep you. Uh, Beep you.
0: I, it's when it's when I only have your name to say. It's just it's so hurts. good. It hurts.
1: Listen, okay. It hurts. I'm going to try and say another name. Okay. Alright, so we have um, how do we say? The singer of the Oneters. <laughs> We've got Harry Houdini. We've got Judas. We've got a night clerk, but most importantly... We have R. Jonah Hex, Mr. Jonathan Sheck. Hello, good sir.
2: <laughs> hey, car. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, We did put this up online. I haven't been online. I just got back from Ocean City, Maryland.
1: So you were so by us, and now you're left <laughs> to the left side now, of the country.
2: I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's stormy out here. Stormy here too, though. Yeah, there's,
0: there's solidarity right there in our storminess.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got ice. We're gonna have snow. We're gonna get a little bit of everything out here. But I'd rather that than tornadoes.
2: Yeah, they give uh, tornado warnings, which I'm not used to having tornado warnings. Earthquakes, <laughs> hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, how have you been since last we spoke?
2: Well, I've moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I've been working and. Getting this house together and get my son in school and just living the life. Well, now that we're finally
1: allowed to break the secret that you gave us a few months ago, which, by the way, was very, very hard not to tell the world that we knew something about the crisis crossover. Because <laughs> everyone we know is asking us, like, do you guys have any inside information? And for once we were like, we do. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but we, we won't tell you. Um, so you made your appearance on... Crisis, Sand Scars. I know. What was that like? Well, so
0: comparatively, when you're going to, uh, all the other legends to moving into, well, I think it was in the Batwoman was,
2: wasn't it?
1: Yes.
0: Oh,
2: it was so Batwoman. Well, so what was it? Was it
0: different at all, or was it was the experience
2: about the same? Well, I wasn't on it very much, and I'm used to being on it for you know an episode and a big chunk and a lot of dialogue and a lot of work. But this was just really like two scenes at the most, I think. And big fight sequence, and I didn't have to sit three and a half hours in prosthetics. It, <laughs> it was the first time that Jonah Hex was going to have a scar.
0: Well, and then I got actually a couple questions about that. So first off, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. I mean, although if you've been watching this on uh, on Facebook, you've already seen the uh, uh, the scene. But since this takes place on a different Earth, was that Jonah as we know Jonah? Because it just feels very outside of the the origin that I'm
2: aware of. Me too. There's not. I never seen it in any of the comic books or anything it was so a- this was them you know playing with the multiple different universes so did they
1: tell you to be mean
2: yeah well that was in the you could tell he <laughs> <laughs> was un jonah hexish he was very un jonah hex when i'm yeah. watching that scene i'm like huh he was a pig and an asshole
0: and I mean, it, it's one of the cornerstones of Jonah Hex is how you treat women, and like that, that was a non-Jonah Hex scene if I've ever seen one. You
2: know, even Katie Letts was like, "Man, that's not jo- that's not our Jonah." And I'm like, "Well, I don't have a scar." <laughs> I think it's because once he ha- once he gets wounded, then he really has a heart. He understands a lot more. So the way I thought
0: it, like the how I made it sense to me was his father never sold him to the Apaches, so he grew up with his abusive father. So that's how you would yeah. get that character. That's Man, how I took it. That's
2: great. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's it. That's it. We yeah. did it. <laughs> so we officially created the backstory. Yeah, so you didn't get the scar. That's great. That's exactly what happened. And that would explain why he's kind of a pig. If yeah, <laughs> he was given away, we had to go through the uh, the pain of the you know whole thing with being adopted and everything, mm-hmm. being part of a f- unfamiliar tribe and getting, getting past his father and actually having to look at his father. And then getting a a tomahawk, a hot tomahawk to the side of the face. Right. <laughs>
1: an average sunday
0: yeah you know tuesday
1: The <laughs> demon <laughs> the demon yeah so like you said you're used to being on the show and doing the big thing uh how did it come about did you reach out to them they reach out to you was it kind of the cast because from what we've heard they wanted to bring as many people from the family back um and tried to cram as much into the show as possible when did you find out
2: well david rapaport um he called me and told me they wanted to get me on there. And uh, they just have been trying to get Jonah in there. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. I don't know if you saw this thing on Orlando Bloom, but I learned a lot talking to Orlando, well, listening to Orlando Bloom. He had this character, Mr. Nasty, on um, gods, American gods. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got rid of his character because it was, there was racial tensions, right? So I, I know that Jonah caused a lot of problems with them as well as because he just has a Confederate uniform on, right? I mean, he was, you know, as you guys know, he was, he was, um, a Confederate soldier who left the Confederacy because he found out that they were, um, using, having slaves. And then he was like, I don't want to fight for that. I was a slave and he left the Confederacy. So I think that they've had a lot of issues with Jonah trying to figure out how to fit him in. So they fit me in they got me in because they, they do love the character and everyone out there really does as well.
0: Well, this is, we talked about this at, at briefly at Big Apple Comic Con uh, when we first met, about how underutilized that character is, especially in the CW. The CW is an ultimate place that you could do a, a legitimate Jonah Hex show set in that world and, giving, uh, and being more prominent to what today's world is like.
1: You and with I mean? the CW... They already rewrote how Oliver is. I mean, that's a completely different character in this universe versus the books. Changing a little bit about Hex to make it more palatable, but still allowing us to get that gritty cowboy, you know, Western story would be amazing to see on a weekly basis.
2: Yeah, I think everyone would really love it.
0: You also don't need to change it that much. Honestly, you could just have him denounce the Confederacy and put on a Union uh, uniform and done. Finished. That's not yeah. a big change. That's a, that's a cost. That's a wardrobe change. It's true. It's right. And yeah. a new I, action figure.
2: He just has that Confederate uniform on.
0: Just, yeah, swap that out for a union soldiers uniform and done finished. <laughs> and then, and you could really keep that the same. And then you figure with the, the success of the Mandalorian, part of the Mandalorian success is the fact that it is a star Wars Western. Whoa it Would be great to just have a Western, Western <laughs> set in the uh, the Arrowverse. It's to me, it's just such a shoe in hit that it amazes me that it only shows up on
1: Legends from time to time.
2: Damn, me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, have you had any conversations about possibly have, getting a
2: show? I have tried. I've talked to uh, Mark Guggenheim. I've talked to let's see. I mean, I met with Berlanti and was on something completely different. He was great um i mean i I talked to Jimmy Palmiotti about it. I mean Jimmy went after them for a little bit, but we just kept getting shot down there the, it you know the thing was that that movie did so poorly right and they were so concerned about the i guess the i p or whatever of it like how would it go how would it ride and we had success on with me with the on the c w legends, and then they it just didn't click. And I know, as I said, I think it's absolutely has everything to do with, you know, one of the, the, the hardest parts of our, um, American heritage.
0: And the funny thing about them saying that based on the fact that the movie, um, obviously did horrible, um, that not wanting to continue the IP on TV is a little weird with the success of daredevil, right? That's a movie that tanked was terrible, but the show came out and changed the way we see it. Oh, come on. It was terrible.
2: Yeah, you- I got to get you in these rooms. I mean, Listen, I'm available. <laughs> like home runs right there.
0: Fly us down. We got I it. I got you, man. Just You go, these are my guys, and then just close the door behind us.
1: <laughs> but seriously, if if they wanted to take on another, you know, character that's alone that might have a slightly darker edge that wasn't the most popular with the general fans and make a universe around it, it sounds like something they've already done before, doesn't it? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't put it. Uh, uh, Steel Man? No, Steel? No, Iron? Uh, um, Tony Stank. Tony Stank. That's Tony it. Stank. That was the one. I, I <laughs> mean, nobody would touch Iron Man with a ten foot pole. They took a risk, and I think that paid off for Marvel. I don't think it's much of a risk for Jonah Hex,
0: though. Like, I really don't like. It's not like the, people are talking about oversaturation of comic book properties, right? That's a normal conversation that we have all the time. Is there an oversaturation of westerns?
2: Anybody? (laughs) It was great. It'd be easy to make, too. So easy.
1: Did you see or hear the recent Josh Boleyn interview about Jonah Hex?
2: I heard he said he wanted to do it the right way.
1: (laughs) So he said he would make the movie the right way and it wouldn't cost more than $5 million. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what we always said.
1: He's like, you don't need to spend a lot of money on it. Westerns were popular because they were cheap. You didn't have to do much with them. But this character, and especially the way that you portray it, is so relatable that I think the CW should look into getting us more of what we want. And they could do it as the other half of uh, Legends Tomorrow, do those smaller seasons, have a Jonah season, maybe throw a Constantine as the second half of the season, have smaller, more condensed storylines that seem to be doing more popular and then just fill it with characters and stories that we want to see.
0: I feel like this whole episode is just going to be us telling Jonathan how we think he needs to work more. <laughs> it's, gonna be, yeah. it's the whole show. It's just you sit yeah, there and I'm just going to say, Hey, you need to, you need to get on this more. Um, so like, oh, no, Constantine's a great example. Cause Constantine, we've like, everyone fought to get Matt Ryan's Constantine back. Right. That was a normal thing. Everybody's petitions, the whole nine yards. Then he shows up on legends and he's there for a while. Why don't they do the same with Jonah? But, like, there's no Rip Hunter anymore. So, Jonah's the obvious replacement for a Rip Hunter character. So, how do we help you? Yeah, let's get you in there.
2: You're going to raise hell on the internet.
1: All right. We're that's, that's done. done. <laughs> so, Jonah Hex, man. So, Jonah Hex, you obviously know the character. I remember before you loved uh, Sergeant Rock growing up.
2: loved well, Sergeant Rock.
1: How much of your comic love? Did you bring into the character for the CW?
2: You know, I think I I I just I just know that guy so well. I, I, Jonah Hex is kind of feels like who I am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with the scar. Like well, I look scar, better. am <laughs> a scarred man, so I can't do it without the scar. I mean, I'm gonna act at my my <laughs> ass off, but I can't. I feel like I'm more scarred, and I take care of people that can't take care of themselves. Um, I'm gruff. I can't even help myself. My head's always in my way. Um, I like, I'd rather do things with my hands. Um,
0: I think that, and legends, I mean, legends has a, a, a bit of a, a, I don't want to say it's, cause it's not a problem, but the way that Jonah Hex has been viewed, especially with the movie and the paranormal aspect to it. And like, for example, in Legends, Jonah, knowing that there's time travelers and stuff like I think if you just strip all that away and you give a good bounty hunter uh, for justice kind of introduction origin to that character that leaves the Confederacy and then just puts on a Union soldier just to get over that uh, would to it's it fits so well.
2: That's the character hacks that was in the comic books.
0: Right. Exactly. Just get rid of all the get rid of all the supernatural stuff for a little while.
2: I would I would love to do the western part really just put him, and make him he's just a cat boy, We're really what he is right yeah
0: yeah it's not because it's not until later that all of a sudden all the supernatural elements come in play I and mean, we don't and we don't need that at first honestly the reason why Arrow worked was because you took a, a, a nonsensical story and stretched it out over five years and then it became more reasonable you do the same thing with Jonah Hex easier it would be easier to do that with Jonah Hex than Arrow
1: now if only we knew a writer director producer they could
2: also act. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's me. Oh hey, it's, <laughs> no, it's you. Let's see where we're going here. <laughs> so you think I? How can I? I you mean, know, I went to Jimmy. Uh, I got Jimmy Palma, He He's really, really wanted to do it. He's champion. He's he's great, man. It really is. So he kept going in there and asking questions. We just could never couldn't, you know, couldn't move it. Well, we that's... didn't know. How, there was no connect. And and I don't know if it's. Um, Someone else is viewing it for something else or whatever, because it's so political. Well, right. Isn't that right. isn't like a big
0: part of D.C. and their properties? Like if there's something if there is a concept for a movie, aren't they pretty strict on whether or not they're going to let it be a show?
2: Yeah, they are. They're tough.
0: So if there's prospect of a Jonah Hex movie and you got jo- you got um, what's his name? Thanos. Why can't they his name? Bro, oh, thank no you. Problem. If you got him coming yeah, cool. out again, talking about doing it again. Uh, that that hurts. I don't see like I wish they would just get
1: over that. Well, he doesn't want to act in it again. He's not gonna do it. Oh, good. Yeah, he just not. said if he if he did it again, he would do it. Unless cheap. Todd
2: Phillips did it, then he'd be all over.
1: <laughs> well, there there's a few rumors about Todd Phillips we've heard. Oh, I know, I told you that one. <laughs> Killed the
0: whole idea of the rumor on that, didn't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we had a credible source, say. <laughs>
1: So what if, you know, we got a writer, director, actor, producer to do a short Mm. and then leaked it a la Ryan Reynolds. Mm. See, we shouldn't be saying this on a show that's recorded, though. Did
0: Ryan Reynolds do that with Deadpool? I mean, he said he didn't. (laughs) And then he said it could have been him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then he goes, we're still looking for the guy who did it. No, they're not. They're so happy that that guy did that. I mean, look, Thomas Jane did the same thing when he wanted to get a Punisher sequel. He made uh, Dirty Laundry, which was outstanding, which is a, a, a short film. Hmm. So, hey, I'd be down to see a, a, a short Jonah Hex.
1: We needed a location that's kind of southern. Hmm. Maybe like a Nashville-ish yeah, type nah,
0: area. Nashville, that's not a bad idea.
2: Maybe not right now. It's a little Country stormy. It's a little <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Underwood is my love interest. There we go.
0: There we go.
2: <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> All right, get her on the phone. <laughs> Probably down the street. I'm pretty certain. (laughs) Just start knocking on doors. Everyone lives in this area.
0: I just love the idea of Jonathan going around just knocking on every door. Carrot? No. Okay. Sorry. Next
1: (laughs) Next door. Hello? No. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I've got pie. (laughs) (laughs) It's the South. You got to bring something when you go.
0: There's only just me, but I'm too. I got to say at
1: least a little bit.
0: We say "Earth 2, and we're not quite sure how your brain got from point A to point B. Um, so,
1: is Jonah Hex your dream comic book character to portray? Oh,
2: you stole my question. Yeah, that him or Sergeant Rock. Now that now that Sergeant Rock is out there and no one's touched him, I mean they ain't gonna ever get Sergeant Rock. But bro, well, I'd love to play Sergeant Rock. They might. Why
0: wouldn't they? I mean, who? Look, I never would have thought in a million years I'd see Spider Ham in a movie, and yet here we are.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever done this, but Jonathan, can you give a quick breakdown of who Sergeant Rock is for our listeners?
2: Sergeant Rock is a character that was in the World War II series Sergeant Rock and what was it, the, his band? Huh. It was we, Sergeant Rock and.
1: We've got a baby Huey to look at. Yeah, that's what we have a baby Huey for. But
2: he, he, he overcame, he was he an was American hero. That's exactly what he was. He was the legit American hero that fought the Nazis.
1: And he didn't need a super serum to do it.
2: Oh, shots fired. He needed a lot of courage and bullets. <laughs> that that <laughs> helped. Easy. Easy company, I think.
1: Is that right? I think it was the easy company.
2: Yeah. Huey. Huey, Huey? shaking his head. Yes. It is the easy. Yes, company.
0: indeed. Yeah, ding, ding, I ding, got ding.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good friend of mine named Max Martini who's really known for his military stuff. And I kept saying, Max, you gotta play Sergeant Rock. Just tell them you want to play Sergeant Rock. Cause remember, they had a in Legends they had the helmet of Sergeant Rock. Mm. So I thought they're gonna bring Sergeant Rock, but they brought him as a kid. Oh uh. was a, a teenager, and uh, that's how they got away with it. You they, know,
0: there is time travel. Yeah, that's about it. That's the point of isn't like that show can really do whatever it wants.
2: Oh my God, how about Donah Hex and Sergeant Rock in a, in a show together? That'd be cool. I mean, that is that if there's
0: if there's ever a show to pull that off in, it's Legends. (laughs) Like That's like the only show that you could easily do that. Like that could just be next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, let's go pick up Jonah. (laughs) Right. That's so
1: true. (laughs) So so you had said you are Jonah Hex. Uh, Do you have a process that you go through before you get on set and on to get filming to get into that mindset? And get into character, or do you, can you just turn it on and off at any time?
2: Now, there's things that you can't do. So, the one thing about characterization that I've always done, I think it was told by De Niro um, and Kaitel. Kaitel, Ke- Harvey Kaitel, told me this. He goes, "Make sure you you know what your character isn't to mm. so do those things." And Jessica Lange said the same thing to me. She said, "I kept wanting to like be very physical with my hands," and she goes, "These we're blue bloods." So we don't we don't express ourselves that much. You may feel that that choice being correct, but you have to care put the character on so that you don't come outside of it. And so I learned my lessons like that. So I always figure out what what he isn't. And then once I have a couple different things, I give you guys a great little toolkit that I had. Um, I went and met Sean Penn on the set. He was doing um, Sam I Am or I Am, I Am Sam, Sam. I am Sam. Great movie. So when I went, I was hanging out in the trailer. So he was going to go to the set. I noticed he had all these pictures of Stan Laurel from Laurel and Hardy. And so he had those pictures because that was part of his character. Then he had a physicalized part of his character where he cut his hairline back.
0: Mm.
2: And then he had visual. Then he had a song that he listened to before he went to the set. He had a dialect that he worked on. You know, so his character was just like, boom, boom, boom. And he had all those things that he knew he could go to. So he told me, he says, so if I'm in the moment, I know I can go there. Those are the part of the characters that, I, and here's the things that I want to try to accomplish in the course of this storytelling. It's great stuff. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not quite as extreme as Shia LaBeouf cutting himself in the face Ooh. when he didn't like the prosthetics. <laughs> I could just, Jonathan just comes out with a scar. Is this better? <laughs> I don't have to sit through makeup
2: anymore. At one point, I thought, man, I was going to do something like that in my career, but not for Jonah. I was <laughs> when I played Jonah.
1: You're not going to pull a Christian Bale and scream at the lighting guy? All right. So.
2: Man, I, I did a movie in in the Isle of Man with Charlie Creed Miles. You know who Charlie Creed Miles is? Yes. He's a brilliant actor. Him, Ray Winston, were in this movie, man, and they were. I love Ray Winston. They were out of their minds, beautifully out of their minds. I held Charlie Creed-Miles up by the back of his neck, and he, so he could say his lines. He was so out of his gourd, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was crying hysterical, saying his lines. I'm holding him. He's throwing up. Same, I mean, he was just, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get my head around it. <laughs> did you get the shot? Oh, yeah, it's in the movie. <laughs> 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 the movie, man, it never came, it, I don't think it ever came out, but what a uh, group of act. me and Guy Pierce, Charlie Cree Miles, Ray Winston, Emily, uh, Emily Lloyd, who went into an insane asylum after that, and nothing against Emily, but she did go into an insane asylum. It was wow. It's was, it was one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in
0: your life. I'd say a lot happened during that, so that filming, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lost something there. <laughs> Some part of my consciousness is out there in Isle, Man.
1: Uh, if you ever go back to find it, then we might get another movie.
0: All right, so I, re- I really do want to like start a petition or something for Jonah, but I do want one other thing, and I want to see if this is possible to pitch because since you have a wonderful voice which we've learned with the wonders what if we had an episode of the of legends where the where music meister comes back and we do a musical with Jonah hex <laughs> i think that would be amazing <laughs> What hex doing little roy rogers wouldn't that be amazing come on now that it sells itself oh. I love that.
2: <laughs> can you do chris
1: christopherson
2: oh my god <laughs> I got Chris Christopherson's stories. He was in Texas Rising with me.
1: You've worked with everyone. We were we were doing research. You've you've worked with everyone, but Chris Christopherson has to have some crazy stories.
2: You know, I said I said to him, "This is so great. I go, I, I'll own this for the rest of my life." I said, "Chris, I've been through a lot in my life, but you've gone through so much. How did you get through all the things that you've gone through, especially the heartbreaks?" And he said, "You know, Jonathan, once I had." Songwriting, it all just went, it all went by because he could write a song about it. It was yeah. like his his muse is, you know, his way.
0: That outlet.
1: Yeah.
2: I think everybody needs something like that, though.
1: <laughs> so are we going to get a new Oneida's album?
2: The you know, 25th <laughs> anniversary is coming up. I talked to Rita at the Ryman. Rita, like- Rita and Tom were at the Ryman, and we were talking about the 25th anniversary
0: feel like that was a yes. <laughs> I feel like there was no no there. Gonna there happen. was no no.
1: <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Wouldn't it? Listen, I missed the last concert you guys did or that one appearance where you guys were all in one room together. If it happens again, we need a heads up. We need to come out.
2: I would fly out for that. Yeah, i tell you. I, I didn't know that was going to happen, but we want when they came up on stage, those people... They went nuts, man. That was a beautiful thing. We had no no one knew what was going to happen. We were all like practicing our guitars. I was just looking <laughs> at the, the other day, I was like, "Wow, we were practicing. We sounded pretty good." <laughs> i Ethan, going, Jonathan, your guitar sounds really good.
1: <laughs> so, do you still know all the words?
2: Yeah, I feel I like sang it last been. year by myself. Oh, I, sang, I sang with a friend of mine up at um, Cafe the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood before
1: I left. All right, 25th anniversary O'Neater's reunion. Do you ever
2: get sick of it? No, I get, you know why? I have a little boy, so he loves it. So oh, gotcha. we actually had a screening at the National Film Festival and uh, that was a lot of fun having it on the big screen again.
0: I would see that on the big screen again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I, we we mentioned this to you when we saw you at Big Apple Comic Con, but I I think what for the first 100 or so issues of our podcast, yeah. we, we we did that thing you do as a gag leaving the show. Like that was how we ended every show. <laughs> so that yeah. So <laughs> so when we met you at the Big Apple Comic Con when we we saw you on the guest list, we both of us just looked at each other like,
1: no way.
2: <laughs> well, we talked to each other for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs>
1: we still to this day do the like I'll throw it to him to close the show and I'll go do that thing. <laughs> Um, and we're 450 issues in, so uh, thank you. That's not going anywhere. That's That bit staying. <laughs> <laughs> but you've had tons of iconic roles, at least for us. I remember watching, and I brought this up beforehand, I was just a huge fan, didn't realize it, it was you, the Houdini miniseries.
2: Well, it, it was a, a TV-made movie. It was a movies that you had to watch, something like that tnt movie a movie that you had to watch
1: were you a magic fan as well as a comic fan were you like us with all of the nerdy habits when you were a kid
2: you're not going to believe what i did for that film i studied with lance lance burton johnny thompson took me to vegas and i stayed there for maybe like six weeks and i worked with lance burton who's a master with his hands i hung out with Penn and Teller, they taught me some tricks. I wow. hung out with Siegfried and Roy. Oh. Um, yeah, I went from one guy to the next and just mo- learned different things. Siegfried and Roy, I, I went maybe twice and kind of was kind of scared of him. so I kind
1: of <laughs> <laughs> You could have gotten your scar that way. <laughs> you missed out.
2: You can just do it so many different ways to get that scar. <laughs> <laughs> creating it.
1: Um, see, guys, me liking magic isn't as nerdy.
2: Uh, hey, look, it's great. it's uh, it's hard to keep up though. you have to train to be, everyone's like, you know, show me a trick. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> at the time I was I would shake trying to do tricks because you have to you have to really cunning. I' not I'm not a cunning human being. Well,
1: your son is at the age now where he wants to see magic. Oh, yes, he
0: does oh, Wow. Yeah. So you reached a challenge without oh, yeah. actually doing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Not, he really does, he's, I could do all the coin tosses and flips and stuff like that, and I could make him appear and come across and stuff like that. A slide a hand? Yeah, a slide a hand stuff.
1: <laughs> how, how would the scene be Constantine and Jonah Hex, and, and Jonah Hex does a card trick?
2: <laughs> <guess>
1: you could <laughs> you know, do magic, oh yeah? I, I, I kind of
2: love they that. They nuts when I showed that photograph of Constantine and me and Flash, they were, they were like you can't you can't put that up there. They call my manager and was like he can't show anything from Crisis. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like hey. Kate, like, hey, you sent me that photo. She's like, it's okay, Jonathan, just don't don't forget about it. don't forget about it. For- <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna leave it up there and I hope they don't get too mad. Well, it's really it.
1: <laughs> it seems like it's a pretty family like atmosphere on set. Um, you had posted the picture of uh the Flash saying hi. Is it a reunion every time you go back?
2: Hey, so um, Grant turns out that uh, Grant is a Baltimore Oriole fan. No way. Yeah, I know. So when I was in Baltimore, someone said, you know, Grant's an Oriole fan. He showed me a picture of him with an Oriole hat. And I was like, oh, my God. So I texted him. I said, my son's name is Camden. And he sent me uh, a text in uniform as Flash said, hi, Camden. Wow. I, I just posted it after crisis. After the third one, I thought people would get a kick out of it, so shared a little bit.
1: So we're gonna have a fireside event in Camden Yards. You bring Grant Gus in, and we'll, we'll go and and watch a ball game.
0: <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. we're not we're not adding anything to this. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we just get this awesome experience. We're you know? getting
1: Jonah Hex to have a show. Oh, remember we're his guys now.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: You lock us in that room. We'll get it done.
0: Yeah, it's true. You just stand on the other side of the door. Whatever you hear, just keep the door closed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, baseball, magic, acting, how do you have time? You're a big family uh, man. Where are you getting the time to tuck your son in with all these shows you're doing? Is it hard? You know, how long are you away from their family?
2: Well, you know, I. I've been blessed with that since he's six years old and I've been reading to him at night, every single night before he goes to bed. Um, I, you know, went away, Texas rising was, was the longest when I was away. But then when that happened, I told myself, like, I've been doing this so long. I don't want to take something that's not going to give me a chance to see him grow like that. But now he's in school. Um, and I moved my family to Nashville and, uh, they have family here and everyone have you know, there's aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents. So, you know, I'm willing to do something where it's, I'm away a little bit longer. I talked to the school here and he can go stay with me for periods of time. Oh, wow. This is all because of Brandon. I, I in that first season, I witnessed Brandon having, having a baby and, um, struggling to get to see him. And he was having I and mean, it was night. It was horrible. He, he could see it in him. He was just miserable. And he was working long, hard hours. And he'd get him on a flight Saturday morning and go see his son for, um, you know, a couple hours really. had to come right back. So I thought, man, I don't want to do that with my life. Well, it was. so I took this time to be here. I thought Jonah was going to get to play a little bit more. Um, that's why I met with Berlante to talk to him about, you know, finding something that's more steady, stable. Um, not steady stable. i am never gonna be steady stable, but something <laughs> more. Like if you're gonna play this jonah Hex, it cost it cost me to be in the other uh, Marvel world. Uh, so but get me back in this, you know make me part of this world more. I really love those people. They're so sweet. Good people. Katie is she's awesome. I mean, even Kat, I got to hang out with Kat for one day. I thought she was the greatest. It's great.
0: Well, how in advance? Like, how how much time do you know that you're going to be in a season? Like, do do you know well in advance, or is it just kind of, oh, by the way, hey, are you available next week?
2: Kind of like that. Is yeah. it really? Wow. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I'm waiting to hear about one that starts in January that would be in Atlanta, and I'm very excited about it. And and you know what? I guess got to let it go because there's like part of me is always like, why wouldn't you hire me? And then there's part of me like, oh, my God, hire me. It's like, wow.
1: Atlanta, January. Is it another comic book property? Don't do this. It's, it don't, is.
0: Don't... Oh, 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 shit. Erase that off. Erase...
2: Uh-oh. Yeah. Are we getting close? I didn't even know it was a comic book, by the way.
0: Well, you are on a comic book podcast. That is the first thing we're going to guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it—that's it. That's it. We that's it. It that's a, yeah, well,
0: I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> we get the exclusive if if you land it. All right, blink
0: once if it's Jonah.
2: Well, once again, <laughs> fabulous people, and I would be—it would be perfect for my soul. Like my soul would die for this. I actually feel like it's written for me. I, I tell you one thing about these roles that come around. I, I just feel like I don't even have to. They just come to me. They're, but, they're, I'm supposed to do them. I don't know how else to say it. And <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but it's like, oh yeah, Jonah Hex. Of course you're supposed to play Jonah Hex.
1: <laughs> well, you could always bring Jonah Hex to a crossover with Walking Dead. Be the new Rick.
0: Well, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That would actually be really cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: he would. You know what? Well, that.
0: Well, that I mean that this Blackest Night. That was the oh, blackest wow, night, yeah. Jonah Hex. That was my first Jonah Hex experience. Was blackest night, blackest night, the, the Green Lantern book. Oh wow,
2: yeah, I, I know, I know this, but I don't know this.
0: Yeah, uh, the uh, blackest night was the Black Lantern Corps that essentially resurrects all these <laughs> dead heroes. Yeah, yeah there's that, z- like they're zombies. Yeah, but like with the powers of the Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's cool. And that then, would And the
0: Jonah Hex in the middle of that.
2: <laughs> they have Jonah Hex in the the little uh, cartoon thing my son watches. Oh,
0: yeah, the uh, Brave and the Bold he was in.
2: Um, yeah. What else is yep. he edit? So the little little guys they're they're cartoons. They, they they have a movie out and Jonah Hex is in the audience. And Cannon's like, "There's Jonah Hex."
1: <laughs> was it the Teen Titans Teen go to Titans, the movies? Yeah, that's, it, that's
2: it. That's it. Yep.
1: Justice League. Yep. We have so many ways to pitch Jonah Hex for you. <laughs> well, thanks, baby. We're just I'm, we're just gonna do it. All right. I we can wheel, I can ride a horse. I can. We make fun of
0: uh, we, the petition website all the time, but I think we need to like just make a change.org.
2: <laughs> we mock you, it all the time, but wrote a, you know who rode a horse in a movie for the first time? Who? Tom Hanks. Really? <laughs> yeah. He, he just did a western. <laughs> Tom Hanks did a western. Yep, he just did a Western. I don't think we're giving anything away on that one. <laughs> but yeah, he did, man. It
0: was it was awesome. I can't wait to see it. Is it possible that you can just put on the Jonah costume and just show up in the background? And just one quick scene, just, to, just <laughs> Jonah's in the background of the Tom Hanks Western.
2: I did send the producers, me as Jonah Hex, in there saying, I could be a hell of a bad guy. So, <laughs> look at my riding. I showed him riding from Texas, Ride. Right? There's a lot of guys be like, Jonathan, you can't ride. But you know what? I can ride. I just don't choose to ride because it hurts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The most un-Jonah Hex thing I've ever heard.
2: (laughs) I know. Look, Jonah would be the same thing. Like, man, if I got to go over there, I'm going to go over there. But I'm not going to, like, wait around for you to figure it out. (laughs) Take, Take care of me at the same time. And Jonah Hex wouldn't do this, but he would if he knew that this works. You wear bicycle shorts underneath.
0: I guess I'm never going to be able to read another Jonah Hex book and not think he's wearing bicycle shorts now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every Jonah Hex property I ever think of from now on, he's going to be in
2: bicycle <laughs> shorts. <laughs> All right. Keeps them nice and tight.
1: We are going to... Uh... Pause for a second. We're going to wave to the audience in Facebook land uh, for them to hear the rest of us talking with Jonathan. Check out Saturday on welcome to fireside.com and you'll hear the rest of our chat. But for now, we're going to have bye. some more Jonah time. Bye, people. See you, peoples. I don't know
0: who's there, but bye.
1: See ya. There was people's. I see chats.
0: Bye, chats. All those talking people out there. Oh, and, he
1: wants us to wave. In Facebook land. Jonathan, bye. wave to the internets. Bye, internets. Hi, Internets. All right, now we can talk about the real.
0: <laughs> are we out?
1: Yeah, because we can edit this later. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, it is getting late. I haven't seen my wife in a mm. yeah.
1: So, So what we want to say is anytime you want to talk comics, anytime you want to come back on the show, we are here waiting. And if you're filming January in Atlanta for a comic book property and you want to drop that exclusive here, we're welcome to have you.
2: mm and if you want us to pitch these things. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, they're, they're great. Ideas. You know what? The beautiful thing is they're so this right there. So there for them to realize. You know what it comes down to? It, they, they need to know they're going to make money off of it. Well, That's take this issue
0: when this comes out and just play it for them. Yeah. Done. Perfect. Yep. Done. <laughs> Problem solved. You can say, throw off the comic book podcast. is pretty adamant about this would work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, You know, the, the thing is, if I'm working in a good film, which I've been doing some good film, I have a film coming out with Anna, Anna de Armas, who just got a Golden Globe nomination. So hopefully that film, The Night Clerk, does something for you know the business where they'll start to see me in a different light. And I did the Quiet in My Town, which is going to be incredible. Really strong piece. Um, I play a pastor that uh, takes her, his daughter to have a medical procedure that he is completely against. Ooh. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, okay. okay. All right. Nuff, enough said. Enough said.
1: <laughs> we're we're <clears> picking <throat> up what you're putting down. Yep, yep, yep. Like a shovel. Pretty uh, pretty awesome stuff.
2: Material was off the charts.
1: All right. So you've got a lot of movie coming out over the next year or so. Um, if our fans want to find out what's going on in the moment, where should they find you? Uh, social media websites and such.
2: You know what? I, uh, Instagram, I'm not on there anymore. Uh, my wife teaches how to make money off Instagram. So I've decided to go off of Instagram <laughs> um, and stick to Twitter. Ah. You can find me at John Sheck. And how do we spell Sheck? S C H A E C H. John. J O H N S C H A E C H.
1: John Sheck. Um, If you haven't already, check out uh, the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. There is the most amazing cameo ever, and it's a guy without a scar wearing a cowboy hat.
0: That big face up
1: there on the screen. (laughs) Uh, Well, this is kind of weird, but, Menti, (laughs) do that thing. You can
0: (laughs) find. It's so weird with him being like he's looking at me. <laughs> you can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is uh, Fireside Crew. Uh, we're almost out for the year, so again, thank you for everything. Yo, that... This is it. This is oh, this is the last one. This oh is my our God. La-
1: Jonathan. You're on our last issue of this last year.
0: Uh, I, quit. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> oh my god. That's, I don't think we can end I, anything. I, I know, I don't like I want to say thanks and I love everybody for the support, but I don't wanna like I quit was the best way to, to finish out the year.
1: I'm um, Mr. Mauer and <laughs> I, I quit, quit
0: too.
2: <laughs> All right, deuces Deuces. All right guys, you guys are
1: awesome.